Hi, Tom, alcoholic. Hey, Tom. Uh, hey, welcome to our two newcomers. And um, did we have any on, oh, I see somebody waving. Do we have a newcomer on uh, Zoom? Welcome. It's a really simple program, like one, two, three. One means one day at a time or one hour at a time, sometimes just one minute at a time, stay sober. And two, what that means to me is Bill and Bob together for the first time, uh, two alcoholics getting together. Anytime you have two or more alcoholics getting together, you've got a meeting. And you know when I get together with my sponsor, usually it's just the two of us, and we talk shop. We talk about alcoholism and what's going on with our lives and the struggles that we have. And three, well, let's go this way. It's a we program. I can't, I couldn't figure out something for three. So it's a we program. I need you guys here in the room and I need you guys on Zoom to help me stay sober. And so um, I, I'd like to, not, I don't want to, I am extremely grateful for Anna asking me to be the 10 minute. It's an honor and a privilege for me to share my uh, story. And um, lately I've been in fear. I've been in fear of me going out. Uh, Friday, I heard that a really good friend of mine, um, you know, she uh, got some resentments, stopped going to meetings, stopped talking to her sponsor, uh, started with some exotic um, chemical solutions to enhance her relationship with her boyfriend. Uh, you guys can figure that stuff out. And then New Year's Eve, she started drinking again after seven years. And um, I was in fear. I, it really bothered me that somebody who I thought had a strong program could go out so easily. And so what did I do? I used the tools available to me in Alcoholics Anonymous to um, keep me sober. I called my sponsor. I talked to him, you know, and that made it better for me. I shared in a general way with other people, what had happened. Uh, then today, you know, I'm, I was planning on going to this really cool sober um, party for Super Bowl. By the way, congratulations, all you Rams fans. Um, I don't care if you guys won or not. I, I don't really like the lambs, but I, uh, I know my sponsor likes them. And um, I'm just glad that I won my bet with my sponsee because I got a four point spread, yeah, baby. Um, but like five minutes, seriously, five minutes before I was going to go to the party, I had a, a buddy walk in my door, plop himself down on the couch and say, I'm drunk. And within a couple of minutes, he passes out and I'm not going to the party. I'm babysitting him and he's still there. I thankfully got his keys so he can't drive because he's in no shape to drive, but what was good for me, I was able to look at the, the positive for me. And that is that I know now, I could see real clearly how crappy, how disgusting, what a piece of crap I am if I drink. Cause I saw it right there, he's sitting, sitting on the couch, you know, and it was so bad, you know, I went and got this little bucket out and put it next to his head just in case he had, you know, some problems there. Um, so um, me and my history, you know, the part that I really like about um, people's shares is when we, we talk the, the dirty parts, the, you know, the fun experiences we had. So uh, way back when, when I was 21, 22, I was out drinking with my buddy and his dad. And I must have had 10, 12, 15 gin and tonics. 
And I drove home, which was not a good idea. And I blow through this stop sign, hit some sand, and do at least one 360. It could have been more, but bounced off of three cars and ended up in the middle of the street. And I was fine because, of course, when you're that drunk, you're made out of rubber. And so I get out of the car and all the neighbors are, you know, panicked and trying to figure out what's going on. And the cops come and um, the, the cop talks to me and looks at my driver's license and says, oh, OK, you live two blocks away. OK, well, we'll take care of this. You just walk home. That would not happen today. This was way before Mad and all those type of things. Another time when I was living up in Monterey, I had a friend of mine who I used to know when I was working in Germany. And he came to visit and we again got blitzed and we're driving home and I get pulled over. And I am dead to rights. I am going to the pokey. Uh, I am so drunk. And the police officer comes over and starts talking to me. And before he gets my driver's license, he gets a call on his radio. And the, the, the call said, uh, all, all officers immediately show up at this bar on Cannery Row, because there's a riot going on. And so the cop looks at me and goes, you stay right here, I'll be back. And I'm like, okay. And uh, after like five minutes, I look at my buddy and I'm going, we're getting out of here. So we take off. And yet again, uh, I was able to get away scot-free without repercussions, drinking and driving. And so for a while there, I actually thought I was the world's best drunk driver. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but I, I was kind of, you know, proud of it. And um, the unintended consequences of that stuff is it allowed me to, to continue drinking a lot longer than I should have. And so um, more recently, 2014, I got my second DUI and I barely blew over the limit. I, put, I, put, I blew 0 0.11. And I was in a DUI checkpoint and I knew I was dead to rights. And I'm like, okay, it's about time. And so what was good for me, the unintended consequences of that is it got me into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'd been in there before with my first DUI, but I really didn't pay attention. I wasn't interested in what you guys had. I looked at the, the people in the room and I was like, you guys don't have anything I want. And so the second time, I went in and I really wanted to fit in. I wanted to be the best AA or I could. But you see, my problem was that I really didn't know who I was. I, I really had no clue because my whole life I had been <coughs> a really good chameleon. I've been able to um, you know, adapt to this situation, adapt to that situation. And maybe that has something to do with the fact that I went, I, uh, went to three different elementary schools, two different high schools, lived in five different houses when I was growing up and never had a group of guys that I hung out with. And so for me, um, I really didn't know who I was. I wasn't that comfortable with uh, Tom, you know, because if you wanted me to be this way, I would do that. If I thought I could please that group doing this, then I would try that. And so for me, it was almost impossible when I got sober in 2014 to stay sober because I wasn't being true to myself. You know, on the chip, it says to thine own self be true. But if I don't know who I am, how can I be true to myself? And so that's why we have the steps, the fourth and fifth step, 
and especially the ninth step. Because the ninth step promises talk about while you're halfway through the ninth step amends, you will start feeling serenity. You will start feeling comfortable with yourself. And so only until I was able to do that, my second stint in sobriety. So right now I've got four years. And so uh, my sobriety date is October 17th, 2017. And um, only when I was able to do my, um, sorry, I'm watching my time. Um, as soon as I was able to, um, you know, really figure out who I was, then I could get comfortable with who I am. And then I would have the opportunity to um, really get sober. Uh, in any kind of relationship, you know, be it at work or a personal relationship, or to me, the most important relationship is my relationship with me. I have to know who I am. And what's great about the program is even though in 2017, the first half of step one, uh, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, it was true to me. I was absolutely powerless. And at this point, especially with the stuff happening over the last couple of days, I'm really clear that I can never have that first drink, never, ever again, because I will die. Because last time, you know, there were friends, you know, like my sponsor and another friend who um, were certain that I was going to die when I went out because I went out in 2016-ish. I don't really look. But, you know, the problem, of course, with me is that when I came back in, my life was still unmanageable. I had all kinds of stuff going on and it was crazy. And the worst part about it was that I was aware of it. I wasn't numbing myself out anymore. And so that's the challenge for me is to get really comfortable with myself and really, you know, work on my character defects. Because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times they're like whack-a-moles, you know, and you think they're down. And then, you know, you walk into a situation and boom, it pops up again. And uh, that for me is the ongoing challenge. And that's what I'm, I'm so grateful for with the program of Alcoholics Anonymous is not only getting to know who I am and being true to myself, but most importantly, being able to deal with life on life's terms as it comes up. Anyways, my time's up. Thank you very much for letting me share and you all have a great evening.